and welcome back to the Middlemen podcast. If you're watching on YouTube, then uh, I'm not in prison. Uh, I'm just using my mum's laptop because I've left mine somewhere. So hello, welcome back uh, after whoa, an amazing week for boxing with YouTubers and lightweights and the cruiserweights. It, it really has been a cracking seven days or so for boxing. And this time last week, a week ago, we were watching Tommy Fury take on Jake Paul. It was a fight that had Cristiano Ronaldo ringside alongside Mike Tyson as well. Derek Chisora was just doing his thing. He was just there. Um, it was a really sort of built up, hyped up fight. It wasn't a fight. It was almost just this massive event uh, that had a fight included within it. It had a brilliant undercard with uh, Baddy Jack on it as well. And we'll talk about him in a minute. But the fight itself, we all know how it went by now, it went 12 rounds, which was complete uh, eight rounds. It wasn't even a 12 round fight. It went eight rounds. It's completely unexpected. Uh, and Jake Paul showed the world that he's a better boxer than most people thought. Tommy showed the world that he's perhaps not, not a great boxer at all uh, and, and nowhere near the level that people thought he was at. And that really is the story of that fight. They, they exchanged punches. Tommy dominated, but uh, let his guard down. Every time he looked like he, he could go for it, he just didn't really. And um, Jake Paul landed one heavy punch that sort of counted as a knockdown when uh, Tommy slipped. So an interesting fight, Matt. So let's start with it. My take is that, like I just said, Tommy Fury, really, it is anything special. I, I think someone like Lawrence Ocoli would, would wipe the floor with him. Um, it is my is my very honest take. Jake Paul acts off to the guy. He put up a fight. He, he survived. And I think he, the bi biggest compliment any, anyone can give him is, I think Eddie Hearn once said, is that he is just an average boxer. Yeah, with the event overall, as you said, it was it was real chaos. Staff studied. I saw uh, some people on social media call Derek Chisora being there, like uh, Salt Bay being in the World Cup final. Just there so true. Place. Somehow it just has access to the whole thing. But hey, he's basically retired now, so uh, so he can live his best life. But yeah, um, impressive event, you know. Like the undercard wasn't stacked, but of course, as you said, um, we'll touch on Bally Jacks cruiserweight world title fight later and I was actually watching it um with my girlfriend and a few of her friends up in Birmingham and I said I said to them I was like we're making it we're not getting there for the main event we're getting the, we're getting there for the Bally Jack fight so you guys can watch world class cruiserweight boxing. boxing before you watch some novice cruiserweight boxing but yeah with the main event I mean it'll be interesting to see where their stocks go I know I know you said that Jake you know, impressed a lot of people and, and showed that he was better than a lot of people thought he was. And Tommy maybe on the opposite end of that spectrum. But I still think I still think it's it's done well, like done what it should for the winner and loser. I don't think I think Jake's been exposed now. I think, you know, any of that worry or I say worry, but that uncertainty on if Jake can really hang in there with a real boxer, um, I think that's just shut it out now. I don't think he was really competitive at any stage of the fights low out because he just he couldn't work Tommy out um but yeah did land you know that's not to say he didn't land good shots he'd come over the top you know relied way too much on that overhand right as we've seen him knock uh, people out with before yeah. but that was when it that was his plan a and when that was out the window he didn't have a plan b but as you said scored scored a good knockdown as well as really good time jab uh, sent Tommy on his bum but yeah apart from that he really did dominate the fight for two well for, for one professional boxer to be 
deducted a point and then for, for Jake Paul to, to have been deducted a point as well. I think that really just highlighted the 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 amateurness of, of this fight that that they are both novices and it was like a rest it was like a wrestling uh bout at one point you're watching it thinking what is this like it just wasn't boxing it wasn't clean um the referee was all wrong for it i mean uh, like that referee was just appalling wasn't he really he didn't really i don't think he understood the essence of that fight the essence of that fight was that it's going to be scrappy that neither of these guys can really stand on their own two feet without falling over each other. Um, a really weird night of boxing. Um, Tommy Fury saying that it's his legacy, which is just crazy. Like I know emotions were running high. And Jake Paul quite rightly saying that, you know what, he, he lost. But at the same time, how much has he got in the bank now? Seven million or something. So I, I don't know where it leaves both, both boxers, pro- probably with a rematch. And then for Tommy, the, look, I don't think the guy... I think he's showed the world that he doesn't really have a massive future in this sport. Uh, Jake Paul, I, I, I just don't. I just don't think he does. He could barely get past Jake Paul. Where's your optimism, though? He's he, he could barely 20. get. He could barely get past <laughs> Jake Paul. Like, what's going to happen if he gets in the ring with Baddy Jack? What, yeah, what would happen? But there's such a massive jump between there. There's so much. No, but that's where he wants to be. Up and develop. But, but, of course, but he wants, of course to, be he wants to be there. Yeah, and he's not going to be there if he does tell himself and tell the people that his legacy is in beating YouTube boxers. If you feel like your destiny is to become a world champion and to really rise up those divisions, then you need to move those goalposts a little bit. But of course, I think what you saw in that post-fight interview was just a relief off his shoulders. Yeah, it was. As he said, it consumed his life for two years. I wouldn't know how to handle that. I'm 21. In, in two years' time, fighting in front of how many people, with how many people tuning in, already, you know, he's kind of used to the fame of being a, a social media star, maybe because of Love Island uh, a few years beforehand. But that level of intensity, he said he'd walk out his front door and, and people would be showing at him that yeah. Jake's going to smash him up. It's a different and really, really hard, intense thing to deal with. So I don't even think he boxed at his best. I don't think he boxed anywhere near his best. Not to say that Jake was as well, but I think mm-hmm. he at least at least did what he needed to do for us boxing purists and show and prove that there is levels in this. And some, you know... His fundamentals aren't the best, but with just a stiff jab and some movement, you know, could have had more cardio, could have had better shot selection at times. But caught, caught him with some nasty uppercuts, and, and Jake's got a great chin as well. Let's let's say that. Yeah. Uh, let's get that out there. But I think Tommy does have room to grow, um, and you just got to give him time. But as you said, yeah, maybe different uh, different aims and objectives. Now, I'd like it's be interesting to see if he does take this rematch and he still lets this. YouTube celebrity have kind of consumed him or he does say look that chapter's closed now I went there I came I saw I conquered I got the bag got the money in the bank now I'm going to move on to to pastures the greener I think either way I don't think that there's a wrong answer for Tommy Fury I think whatever he does actually is a pretty sensible decision if he sticks to YouTube boxing and celebrity boxing then good on the guy he, he he's it's like it's like running your own business it's entrepreneurial yeah, yeah. like he it, smashed the competition in there it, it well. really so is it, it must be appealing for him. Yeah, and it's massive. He's promoting himself and he's making loads of money. What good on the guy? He's done really well. Look, he was the, the brunt of the Fury family, wasn't he? No one really knew who he was until Love Island. And now he's headlining worldwide events with that literally the whole of the boxing world watching. So, look, you've you got to take your hat off to him. And uh, with Jake Paul, 
like like I said, he, he's laughing his way to the bank, and he doesn't he doesn't care really. He's making loads of money and he's enjoying himself. So, to both of them, I think actually some credit, and also you're right with Fury and the pressure on his shoulders, and it was a just a complete outpour of emotion. But also, he's a young father. Like he's he given right well, Molly had given birth to to their kid Bambi what, a couple of weeks before. So yeah, it wasn't long at all, was it? it exactly, and I can't believe I've, I've just spoke about Molly May in a boxing podcast. But there, <laughs> there, there, there you go. Um, that's that. Uh, I think we can brush it under the carpet until we get a rematch. And uh, look, the main thing is, I think what you want to see from this fight is new fans being introduced to the sport. Did that happen? Absolutely. Uh, I read somewhere over two hundred and fifty thousand new fans were introduced to boxing. I don't know if that number is accurate, but even if that's ballpark, that is incredible. Yeah, and it is. And that's what I've always, that's the factor that I've always enjoyed about this, this celebrity boxing. If, if there's some silver lining to take away from it, it is that. But on the flip side to that as well, I've seen uh, girls on TikTok say, uh, uh, watching this Tommy Fury fight, knowing that I'm never going to lay my eyes on a boxing match ever again. It's like, do you know what I mean? It, it, there's there are two sides to that coin, and and it was exciting as well to as I said, you know, be in Birmingham, be at the venue, see how how popular it was, and and you know, see everyone enjoying themselves, watching the sport that I so dearly love. But a lot of them, like, yeah, okay, it's new fans, but such a much much smaller percentage, much smaller percentage on the ones that are actually going to stay, the ones that actually watched the fight and said. Oh, you know this. This is this sport's great. This is what I want to. I want to watch. That that'll only be. I'd be lucky if there's a few hundred out of those thousands of thousands of people because they were tuning into an event. They weren't becoming fans of the sport. They were tuning into an event which was boxing. So hopefully, you know, thousands of them stay. But we'll have to see. <laughs> we'll we'll see what happens. Uh, I I doubt many of them were there to watch um, the undercard that included a real proper cruiserweight world title clash that blew everyone away. Now, Richard Reactpour has called out Baddy Jack. And obviously that comes after Baddy Jack just sensationally stopped uh, Alunga Makabu. Um, and he and he became a three-division world champion. And this is, this is the thing with Baddy Jack. It's like, how is he not better known? So the casual boxing fan, they wouldn't know who he is. Um, but he, he did very well. He was knocked down twice, rounds four and seven, um, but landed some really clean shots. And uh, he's 39 years old. You wouldn't have known he was 39 years old. And uh, he's the first Muslim to become a champion in Saudi Arabia. So that's something as well. Um, look, he's won the super middleweight title, the WBA lightweight title. He was a 2008 Olympian. He's now a cruiserweight champion as well. Uh, I just find it so incredible that no one knows this guy. People do know him in the boxing world, but you if you walk down the street and you drop the name Baddy Jack into a conversation, they probably just look at you like, who? who? Such a hard name, though, isn't it? It's such a, it's a badass name, that is, Baddy Jack. I, for some reason, I love it. And, and the Ripper as well, going in as the alias, mate. Got, got to love that. And I think it was I think it was Maccabi that was, that was down in uh, four and seven, not Jack. I'm not sure if, if Jack did get knocked Sorry, down, yes, yes, you're right, you're right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say, uh, memory's a, a little bit skewed, but um, yeah, no, like I, a dominant performance where McCarvey had his moments and, and was definitely competitive through it. Obviously, it, the way it was, was piped up was quite weird. I don't know if it was 
coming from my bit vice perspective because I wanted my um sorry I wanted Jack to win. So I don't know if I just thought that he was kind of promoted as the champion going into this one, but I'm not sure if you felt the same. It kind of felt like that was the one, maybe because his name is a little bit heavier than Makabu's. And mm. you know, let's let's not play around here. Three three time three weight world champion, sorry. You know, you get into that kind of stratosphere of of boxing greatness you're three four five and then you can go Manny Pacquiao up to eight you know but when we we're talking about Manny Pacquiao here we're talking about the kind of greatness uh the the percentage of greatness that Jack's moved into with this win being champion you've got you've got someone like Canelo and you've got someone like Baddy Jack and I guarantee you if you drop the name Canelo into a sentence most people would would turn around and Acknowledge, acknowledge that they know who he was. And it's interesting because before Canelo fought Dimitri Bevel uh, at light heavyweight, he, of course, wanted to jump up to cruiserweight. And Maccabi was the fight he, he wanted to, uh, he was the person he wanted to fight. I, after that, I know they're completely different fighters, but after that performance last Sunday, let me tell you, I think Canelo has a better chance of being a cruiserweight world champion at the hands of Maccabi than he is uh, winning a, a heavyweight bout of either of those uh, Russian champions there uh, uh, 175 pounds but yeah going back to, to Jack's performance fantastic picked his shots really well and you know it's frustrating because he's 39 years of age this is the other impressive thing this man is almost 40 Amazing. so once again you, you're talking about boxing greatness in terms of the old champions you think Bernard Hopkins you think George Foreman two of the best guys to ever do that in their respective divisions so you know this guy's like they still might not know about him, and that is just down to promotion and marketing. But when you look at records and you look at his achievements, he's moved into a rare and elite percentage of, of boxers uh, in, in, in the history of the sport, really. Yeah, and, and an Olympian as well. And if you look at most great boxers, they were Olympians too. So, yeah, Baddy Jack, what's next for Baddy Jack? I think uh, that, that's the question now. Who's he going to fight next? Will it be... Yeah, I'd love to see. I'd love to see an Akoli fight. I'd love to see a Reactor fight. I think. I think both both would be really entertaining. Reactor says he wants. Uh, it says he wants either Baddy Jack or Akoli. We we saw him have that scrap with Akoli on the red carpet at Creed Three. Um, but yeah, Reactor is a good boxer. He's beaten Bill and Smith, uh, and he means business. He beat Glowacki in January, and we know this guy is serious. Is it about time he gets his title shot? Yeah, and uh, I, I think so. I do think so. It's it's hard, though, because it's a hard position for Baddy Jack to be in because, okay, you've won the bout, and as you said, where do you go from here? You've got young, hungry killers in that division who want what you've got. And, you know, it's 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 hard with React because you're like, oh, if you're just going to, you know, chase Baddy Jack, then you're just doing it because, you know, he's 39-year-old, you know, you're more, more than likely to get the win. Of course, it'll be a very competitive fight, but... You're just thinking the younger, fresher fighter probably wants it more. You know, what really motivation can can Jack muster at 39 years of age after, as I said, making these achievements that he has to go and then be spurred on to go and defend about against someone who, as you said, has beaten um, top European champions like like Billum Smith. Um, it's a hard one because, you know, you say, oh, it's, it's a, it seems a bit of a a sly move from Rapport to pursue that instead of the Akoli fight. But he's got, you know, Jack's got what Rapport wants, what Rapport needs in his head. So it makes sense why he would he would go into fight it. But obviously, 
as you said, through whether it's a PR stunt or not, but through that Creed 3 little beef at the Premier uh, between Riyakpour and Akoli, you kind of want that one to be next. If they do fight, then it's got to be dubbed beef at the Premier. That has got to be... That's got to be what that fight card is called. That yeah, no, fight no, has in the to bills, be guys. <laughs> beef at the... Pre- I'm going to... I might email them. I might who's, DM Yeah, them. who's going to be throwing out a match room, probably? Oh, no, because the Coley's there. It'll be Sky Sports. Sky... It'll be bo- would it be Boxer? Yeah, get, get so let's get uh, Ben Shalom. Let's let's message Ben. Just, <laughs> get beef. Ben Shalom on the podcast and uh, and throw a load of <laughs> throw a load of Bill head headliners uh, <laughs> name <out> suggestions. <laughs> um, it, it was at the Cree Three trailer. Uh, so I'm just sort of I don't know if you can still see me on on YouTube. This this old laptop really frozen a little bit. You have <laughs> it's, it's had better days. Like like Creed, is, he's probably had better days. Um, <laughs> so at the Cree Three premiere. There was this bit of beef. They going back back on YouTube now. Um, have you seen the first two creeds? I'm not. I'm gonna have to. That's, you called me out, so I'm gonna have to be honest. I haven't disgraceful. seen the second. Come I haven't on. seen all of the second. I've seen like a little bit of the second. Okay. I haven't seen the fight with um, Drago's son. Drago's son. Yeah, that, Drago's that's the son. One. Yeah. I do remember the plot and and what it was meant to be, but. I can put it. I'll put it on my watch list because I do want to watch this third one as well. I, I like this. Yeah. Um. I like. I like the look of this one. So I'll have to watch it before and, and have a bit of a Creed marathon going on there. Yeah. Quite excited for this one. I mean, no Tony Bellew, which is a shame. No Rocky either, which is just it seems no Rocky really. In this one. Rocky's not in this Creed, so Rocky wants nothing to do with this Creed. And uh, Michael B. Jordan, uh, sort of. I think. I think what's being reported is he went under the radar a little bit with this film. Didn't really want to include Rocky in it, Sylvester Stallone in it, and uh, Stallone's just cut ties. So there is no there is no Rocky in this third film, as I understand. I haven't seen the third. Um, again, I've seen... I don't, I don't think I saw him in the trailer, to be No. Fair. I've seen one or two. Um, what's your favourite Rocky movie, Max? Um, I'm going to have to step... Nah, nah I'm not going to play it safe, but I was going to say... I was going to go for Rocky three. Um, Ooh, okay. I don't think that's playing safe. And yeah, no, and it's not. So because I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go with Rocky too. Because there's nothing more iconic than that film. And when you look at it, and and you look at how great that movie was. But three to me is is a very close second, and it's probably four or five on a lot of people's lists. Not yeah, one of the best not- ones, but as a young impressionable kid, it's like it's like with the Star Wars is right because I grew up in a time where I could watch them all. Mm. So, so all the prequels that came out in the early 2000s, they're more kind of influential to me. And I, I'm pretty sure I saw, I, can't, I couldn't have seen Rocky 3 before too. But I just remember Rocky 2 made me a fan. And then I watched Rocky 3 as a fan. So that's why I loved it so much. And I just loved, obviously, B.A. Baraka's attitude. The whole, the whole great, the whole thing was great, right? But 2 just has to get in there for, for what it did, man. It was like, I literally, like... <laughs> I don't really talk about Rocky enough because that is truly what got me into the sport. And exactly, as I, and, it is. Yeah, and ex- seriously, exactly the same here. Rocky got me into boxing. It's a, I, I guarantee you that that is a, it's probably a very common answer. How did you get into boxing, Rocky? Um, yeah, they are. They are for me. It's pro- probably one of my favorite film franchises ever. Um, Rocky Three with Mr. T, Club Alang, great film. Uh, Mickey dies and Apollo trains Rocky. Yeah, great huge film. moments, mate, isn't it? Huge moments. Yeah, these are the moments that are ingrained in your childhood. Rocky two, Rocky beats Creed. Yeah, these are these are brilliant. Mine is, time. 
as if any referee would let a fight go on like that now um, <laughs> yeah. or ever. Um, Rocky Four got to be my favourite. Yeah, that's. I was going to say, I wanted to shout out Rocky Four as well because we're talking so much about two and three and obviously one as well. But I think, you know, what one's just... One got it underway, but then two, three, four really took it off. They were Hollywood, Apollo dies. And, you know, Ivan Drago, just an absolute monster. Like, you can't beat it. uh, And it's... it's So, go on, mate, go on. I was just going to say, if you watch it back on... I I get YouTube shorts all the time and, like, I get all the Rocky stuff on it, especially because Creed's come out. And, like, I was watching back Apollo being killed in the ring, which is just brutal. And it's the way, like... Apollo's twitching in the ring, and it's just, I'm just thinking, how, how, like, you, they properly go into detail with how it. How they get away with this, how yeah. Get, can you imagine that now, just seeing a, a guy twitching in a boxing ring? Um, yeah. So, Creed, great franchise, well, Rocky, great franchise, Creed should be a great film. We've gone a bit off, off track, but who doesn't love a bit of Rocky talk? Uh, we can go back to real-life boxing, not that Creed isn't real-life boxing, by the way, I'm not shattering that illusion. Um um, yeah, for the, for the six-year-old kids listening. <laughs> Creed is a real-life boxer, and so is whoever he's fighting in this third film. I'm sure the guy who he went to school with and then went to, I don't know, went to yeah, um, probation uh, with. Yeah, it was Jonathan Majors, isn't it? He got, That's right. I saw he had a whole transformation for, uh, for the film. It was, it was amazing. And yeah, he looks like a, a good new enemy for, for Adonis in this mm, coming one. I'm massive. excited he's, for it, man. Me too, me too. Come, come on, you Creed. Um but <laughs> we'll go back to some real life boxing and uh, we, we'll start with um, uh, Tom, what, Tommy Skinner from The Apprentice. No, no I'm joking. Uh, we <laughs> did you see that fight? You not, I saw like one it? clip on TikTok last night. Yeah, I, I didn't actually see the fight. Didn't, I saw, even, didn't even go around. Something. Yeah, didn't he? Didn't he? He took the guy out quickly, didn't he? Like, but I'm telling you, he, the guy's got hands. The guy has got hands because yeah. he's, he's always there with the... Um, He's done with the Fisher boys in Essex, is he? Yeah, I think right. all the time. And you see him on the bag, and like he's a bit of a natural, you know, the way he lets he his, his shots go. I didn't actually think he'd ever step in a ring and, and put it on display, but you'd look at it and you're like, you know, whip yourself into shape, and you've got a, a half decent boxer right there. Proper proved that last night. Proper geezer, proper geezer. Anyway, so uh, well funny, done, man, Tommy. Anyway. Tom, Tommy did well, um, as did O'Hara Davies, who is who is a, a properly ranked and respected boxer. Uh, and he's he might well become a super lightweight world champion uh, in the coming months. So he, he very ruthlessly actually broke down um, uh, Ritson last night, didn't he? Uh, the Hackney boy, uh, yeah. Ritson, uh, in Newcastle. Or I think. Well, I know. I think is, is I think Ritson's from Hackney. I think he's a London boy, or is Davis no, from Hackney? R- R- yeah, Rick- yeah. Davis is Hackney. Davis Ritson's is Newcastle. Hackney. Ritson's um, in Geordie in his in his hometown last night, uh, as you said. Brutal breakdown. Yeah, ninth round stoppage um, for the WBA super lightweight. Uh, well, it was a, an eliminator, wasn't it? So the yeah, the winner so of now, this, Davis, now number one contender. That's it. He, he and he'll either get, I think, Alberto Puello or uh, Rolando Romero. Um, great fight last night. Really back and forth. If you watched it, uh, both landing punches, um, Ritson's jab. It's, it's very impressive by the looks of things. And uh, Davies. Uh, uh, hurt Ritson as well to the body uh, quite a bit and a few knockdowns as well and uh, Davies emerged the winner in, in the, the Eliminator at Newcastle so um, again more British talent Max Yeah exactly and and you know both these guys in probably not the latter stages of their career 
but I think both of them are early 30s. Ripton might be late 20s, but, you know, to make a, a big domestic high stake, as you said, you know, number one contender fight, um, that's, that's, that's what we want more of. That's all we can ask as, as British fans is, is putting those two guys together. When their careers are like crossroads, not going to let any anything, any kind of protection, concern, greed for money, anything like that, get in the way of it. Put it on. Let's get someone as the number one contender. And, you know, either or it's going to be, would have been a British fighter um, fighting for that title. So, uh, yeah, whether it's Pollo or um, Romero later this year, let's all uh, get behind O'Hara Davis and and kind of wish him on because that's that's another world champion for uh, for Britain if he can get the job done. Another British world champion. And you look at almost every division now and you've got heavyweight champion, obviously, Fury, Cruiserweight, uh, Jack... Akoli. Well, Akoli. So Akoli and... Um, and uh, Rick... Rick um, oh, my God, Reactful. my mind's... Yeah, Reactful, <laughs> yeah, my mind's gone blank. And then, uh, yeah, exactly what we're talking about here with super lightweights and uh, every division you seem to have a British world champion. It really is great. Um, and what's coming up, Max? Just just tell us quickly what's coming up. Um, so March 11th, now in a week, we have uh, Tim Zhu versus Tony Harrison. It is a, it's not a title eliminator, it's for an interim belt. don't really like interims. I think that's just all a bit fictional and, and glamorous way to put on it. But it is basically to determine who is the second best fighter in the 154-pound division at light middleweight. We all know who the best is. That would be Jamal Charlo, who claimed undisputed last year in his rematch against Brian Castano, won all the belts. He was meant to fight Tim Zhu, um, I think, I think for the same time. Uh, or No, I think it's for January, sorry, of this year. Uh, Zhu had to pull out with, a, I think it was a hand injury or a wrist injury. Uh, so he got a fight that was delayed. It wasn't postponed. It was, you know, Charlo ended up just not carrying on with the fight. Um, I assume now he will fight the winner of Zhu versus Harrison. Harrison stepped in, obviously short notice, uh, 32 years of age now, beat Jamal Charlo about five years ago. Comes from um, a family of boxers. His dad was a boxer and his granddad too. Yeah, exactly. So a, a lot of heritage um, in, in his family tree with boxing. And, you, you know, you see that often. You've got Klitschko's, even uh, Jerron Ennis, the welterweight. Those are the, the first that come to mind. Yeah, exactly. Loads. Just... When when it's when it's rife in the uh, in the family. family, it doesn't seem like you get much choice, does it? But uh, yeah, Tony Harrison, you know, thirty two years of age, already had a lifetime of a of a boxing career and, and ready to go again, and and really trying to push on now and and beat Tim Zhu, who probably would be Zhu's uh, best and hardest opponent. Um, definitely is is from what I can see on on Zhu's record. Uh, so dangerous fighter, and I thought that. Uh, Tim Zhu kind of needed needed a bit more of an acid test before he really stepped up to the plate of Jamal Charlo because mm-hmm. it's a huge ask for him to go in and fight him. So if he can if he can get around Tony Harrison, then um, then we know that he is at the caliber where he can you know give Jamal Charlo a, a good fight and really make him work to defend those belts. So that's March 11th, uh, great fight to to note down in the boxing schedule. I think it's happening in Australia. So. Um, be some random time if you're if you're going to watch say, on Britain, but definitely watch your highlights back if you can't stay up to watch it live uh, because that's big and and big for the uh, like middleweight division as well. If if you're a night owl, put it in your diaries. Just, just going to pull you up on one. You know, see, so you, you said you don't like the interim, you, the interim sort of uh, title, or, or that's the way they they build these fights, they market these fights. Uh, what did you make of Tommy Fury's belt that he was given? <laughs> 
just you just kind of you don't even bother now, do you? It just I feel like the WBC because they they have about for everything. They we need to get a WBC about for this podcast for Christ. We do. Um, it's they're just giving out like participation trophies at this point. This is just what it seems it's like ridiculous. it is. I understand, like I don't understand it because it completely dilutes and, and devalues what a, a belt is and what a title is in boxing, um, and, and we have too many already. Um, so then to just give another one, like obviously no one really cares. It's only really for Tommy to take home and, and show Molly in it and all that. <laughs> champion of the world, you know, YouTube champion of the world. I don't know, I don't know, but um, it's it's whatever, and it, you can't really stop him from doing it. But no, I'm not a fan. Belts should be world title belts or British, belts should be won. Commonwealth or European, yeah, and yeah, not earn over a win with Jake Paul. But hey, it's nice for him to put up in it and say, you know, this happened. And as I said earlier on the podcast, if that's a chapter that he wants to close in his life, then he's, he's got a belt to uh, show for it, isn't he? Exactly, he's got he's got something. To, he's got more than Tottenham to put in their trophy cabinet. So yeah, <laughs> that's that's what he's got. Um, Tottenham your team a WBC live- trophy. What's that? <laughs> Tottenham need a WBC trophy. They Tot- probably, uh, you know what? Seriously, <laughs> get Tottenham a WBC belt just, just because that that would be the most Spursy thing ever. Daniel um, Levy on the phone to Mauricio Salima. Like, <laughs> get that go. Get that phone call underway. I'd, I would love to see that. It would be just the most Spursy thing. It, and you know what will happen eventually? They'll have a fight at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, and they'll keep the belt there, and that will go in the trophy <laughs> cabinet. It, it will happen. There we go. Um, it, yeah, it will happen. We've got a plan out already, Noah. Yeah, well, I, I, I hope that's the way it goes down. Uh, maybe it's Harry Kane's first trophy as well. Um, my team, Chelsea, seems to be picking up. So, well, picking up, I say that, we, we beat Leeds um, one by one goal. <laughs> that's, but, mate, uh, take listen. it as they come. That's, that's, that's building up, as you said. That's a progression from... Exactly. Three points is three points. Uh, Max's team play Manchester United on the day of recording. So... By the time we go back to podcasting, we'll speak about that. Um, but or we won't. <laughs> or we won't. Um, but in the meantime, enjoy all the sport that's going on right now. Uh, the sun is starting to crack through in time, so enjoy that. Finally. And uh, yeah, thank you for watching. <laughs> <laughs>